You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to Scottish Football Forums podcast, season eight, episode thirty-four. Uh, and I'm John. I'm joined by Jordan Cass. How you doing? Oh, very tired as we start recording this, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that was probably the most uh, tired opening ever to a con- uh, podcast. I remember Craig, uh, he used to always kind of say that he sounded boring on the podcast. He used to always do the intro and he was, that's what he would always say, but yeah, that, that might go down there as the most boring podcast intro ever for me there. I am, I'm not. Uh, Reverend, I, I am John. <laughs> Reverend I am John. <laughs> there might be no dirty John or filthy John, it's just tired John tonight. Yeah. That could apply to a couple of us. What's that? That could apply to a couple of us to be fair. Yeah. So you could what be filthy John tonight if you want. Nah, you're right. <laughs> can't I can't steal your thunder. I'd feel really yeah, guilty and not sleep tonight. Aye, uh, so do we need to talk about last midweek, eh? Uh, aye, I suppose we should, this was um, this is eventful. <laughs> yes, aye, because we obviously recorded when there was, it probably was quite breaking in terms of the Rodgers might be going, we were all like, hmm, will it happen, will it not? Aye, I, mean, I was sitting there saying I don't have any uh, insight, I don't have any sources, I don't know anything, might happen, might not, don't idea. And then Tuesday just flew by um, because at the start of Tuesday Brendan Rodgers was a Celtic manager but at the end of Tuesday he was a Leicester City manager and Neil Lennon was back in the hot seat at Celtic it was a, a roller coaster of a day um, and uh, given the timing of it it was probably as bad as it could possibly have been because we had two massive games coming up um, Brendan Rodgers as it turns out never won Easter Road uh, had that the, the Scottish Cup game on, on Saturday and uh, our previous what three visits to Tinkers, we'd lost two of them. Um, so it was uh, it was a tough run of fixtures going into that before uh, everything uh, accelerated out of control. But um, so basically, what you're saying is he was scared of Hibs. Aye, <laughs> pretty much. That's that. Brennan Rodgers shattered. That's what we're saying. <laughs> so he ran away to Leicester. <laughs> Did he fancy a trip to the pubic triangle? <laughs> oh shit, I thought I said I wasn't going to be filthy John, didn't I? <laughs> that was never going to last No What oh, was it going to last? John Hmm, okay <laughs> So, um, yeah um, So, yeah, talking about prematurely uh, No <laughs> uh, Brown Rogers has left for 10 weeks to go in the, the, the season um, He could have been an absolute uh, legend Let's face it he will still be a legend at Celtic, given the invincible treble and the double treble and the seven trophies in a row, and um, that, that's that's where he's going. That that legacy will still be there, um, but unfortunately, the manner in which he's left and uh, the timing of it means that uh, unfortunately that's going to be rather tainted. Then. Uh, we obviously yeah. talked about some of the factors last week about why he might consider the job, but I don't even expect him to go. Part, mid, part way through the season especially when he's almost I mean if if he stays in our 10 weeks he's, he's cemented himself as yeah, yeah I don't I, I, I think, I think, I think, I think most of all, 
Yeah, I think most, if not all, Celtic fans are basically thinking the, the, the same thing here. If Rodgers had went in the summer, then would have been disappointed he was going, but it'd have been fine. Would have accepted that. It would have been understandable, given uh, hopefully they'd been leaving, having won the, the treble, treble. Um, but even if they didn't win that, it would have been still fantastic memories, three brilliant years, uh, and I would have been disappointed he was going. But he, it was almost as if he couldn't wait to get out. Just he was almost rushing out the door. Didn't go and speak to the players. Uh, he left that up to uh, his assistants, and he did try to take all his assistants with him. Um, fortunately for us, John Kennedy stayed. Damien Duff was just in the door, stayed, uh, and goalkeeping coach Stevie Wood stayed as well. Um, so at least we know where some loyalties are. But uh, it was it was a disappointing way to go, um, and it left us in the lurch. I mean, we were we were going into two massive games that we really had to win, um, and we probably got the one man in that could do the job for us. Um, I, I don't know whether Neil Lennon's going to be in a job beyond the summer. Um, again, I don't have any sources. I don't know if Neil Lennon wants to be in a job that far uh, into it, whether he wants um, certain concessions. Uh, obviously, Gary Parker's not there at the moment. I know that's been a bit of a contentious thing at times, um, just for what I've heard rumours. Uh, but I have no idea what's going to happen beyond it, but at this point in time, we needed someone that the fans could get behind, the players could understand, um, and someone had just, given that we'd, everybody felt like they'd just been stabbed in the back by somebody who proclaimed their love for Celtic, um, here we got a man that nobody doubts love Celtic. Uh, it was, it was yeah. a guy that everybody could get behind, and um, in the end, it worked out all right. I don't think the two performances that Celtic have had have been... Spectacular. Um, I think the the Hearts game, for at least for the first half hour, the the, the Hearts were probably the better team. Um, I think the the breakaway goal was a fantastic um, counter attack by Celtic. Uh, the I think Peter Harrem was probably lucky to stay in the park. He did clatter into Bain at one point after a, um, he was already in a booking. So, um, but <laughs> Hearts did end up going down to ten men for. It was probably a rather harsh challenge. Um, he, he led with his arm. Um, it reminded me of the, the one that Simonovic got away with against Hibs a few weeks ago, which I didn't really think was too much in that as well. So I think I'm probably in a minority of this one, but I think the Hearts Red Card was a bit harsh. Uh, the only thing I could possibly say is the, the, there is a more of emotion to the elbow into the face. But I don't, I don't think it's, a, it's, it's just a natural act of jumping. I don't think there was anything overly... Vicious in it. I don't. Given some of the other things that were in that game, I don't think it was deserving of a, a straight red card. But um, I say there was a co- the Cosgrove incident yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. It was you just, get booked for. Well, yeah, the card, but it's, it's a usual inconsistency of referees. You just sometimes you get away with things and sometimes you don't. Um, I, th- I, I think it was harsh, but let's say I think Harim was lucky to stay in the park in the same game, so. Maybe it evened itself out, sort of. Um, but I'm mean, full credit to Hearts. They came back in here. Um, the, the penalty. Uh, I had got the ball, but maybe I didn't get enough of a ball. Um, sorry, the draw's just coming in. We're recording this just after the Thistle Hearts game. Um, ah, I know. It's just coming in, and um, John predicted it on WhatsApp. Uh, Celtic will play either Aberdeen or Rangers, and Thistle ah. Hearts will play Inverness. So. Um, <laughs> 
Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I think they've known the job in I thought they would have done the job straight away in that programme, the nine. No, they have to wait nine minutes or something like that. Or longer. It was bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just coming up in my iPad that the draw's about to be made, so <laughs> tell how far behind I am. Yeah, see, so I've uh, watched it. I've delay. Oh. I'm watching yeah. Twitter, that was easier to watch because that was getting yeah, fair uh, enough. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, Hearts came back at it. I got all the ball, but maybe not enough of the ball. Um, conceded the penalty. Hearts scored that. They were defending really well. Um, looked like they might get a, a draw out of the game despite being down to ten men until um, a beautifully lofted ball in for Scott Brown. Nice finish by Edward. Ninety second minute. Um, it was funny. I was playing football at the thing um, <laughs> because I've got one of these. Um, Apple watches I was getting notifications and I happened to look at my watch when I was in the middle of a plane I thought must be nearly time and just as I did that it buzzed and I came up with Lonson Edward <laughs> midway again I'm like yes Jim professional football I've asked this before Jim professional footballers where the they watches with notifications on them during the game I don't think I'm allowed to to be fair <laughs> I don't know hardly a professional football um that's not a bad idea somebody should try that you can just imagine this in the last day of the season uh, between like, St Martin and Dundee for example fighting it at the bottom and they're getting buzzed oh Dundee are, are, are behind we need to score a goal here lads <laughs> <laughs> Aye, or, even, or even worse you've had a body with a missus and she's like right Aye. don't come home Although Mario Balotelli was um, taking selfies after scoring a goal with someone's phone yes. at the weekend. Live on Instagram. Yeah. I know. Typical Mario Balotelli. Why Aye. Very typical. Aye. So yeah, um, <clears throat> Celtic won midweek. Went on to the, the, the second of the two games in Edinburgh. Um, Easter Road. It was like five years since Celtic won at Easter Road because of the... The games that Rodgers played, uh, the three, and then obviously they were in the, the World Division for a few seasons. So it's funny that the last time Celtic beat Hibs at Easter Road, Neil Lennon was in charge of Celtic. Um, and I, it was like January 2014. Um, so let's come back round and um, it's, it's Neil Lennon was in charge again. And um, it was it was decent. I thought um, it was better than the first game. There was, wasn't too much in the game at Nathan Each. Um, and then we had sort of two game goals later on in the game that was um, a terrific finish by uh, James Forrest to, to open the scoring uh, and over about a footwork to get in the space and the same for Scott Brown actually he made himself the space and then lashed it into the net he was very excited about scoring he was very excited <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah at, at, at the end of a very difficult week Celtic are still eight points clear at the top and in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup which is where exactly where I want it to be. Um, it's just we've done it in such a way that uh, it's we've probably had to rally around to do it. Um, it might just it should Celtic come out with us treble treble that people are talking about. It's just going to make the, the story all the sweeter. It's just it's just incredible. I mean, I, I blogged about it last week um, that you know for Neil Lennon he left Hibs under some of clouds after a poor run of form where they won two um, league games at a fourteen and they were eighth in the league and he lost his job and um, well we don't know if, although he lost his job despite not resigning and not being sacked uh, and then he ends up taking back over at the team at the top of the league um, and then the subplot is he, t- he goes back to Tencastle the first time since then from his coin throw incident and then back at Easter Road um, just a month after leaving it's incredible what um, luck he's had 
Because I misread your um, WhatsApp last week um, when you said that about the Rogers and Lennon thing. I thought you you said that Lennon was taking over as interim for Leicester and Rogers and his staff were going at the end of the season. <laughs> I bet Celtic fans would have rather had. No, See, this was Daniel. one of the things that was mentioned. Them, I think we yeah. actually spoke about this in the podcast yeah, last week. That, that was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lennon had mentioned it. Yeah. So it's um, it's, it wasn't beyond it was a possibility. So I'm not surprised or um, confused by exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah the, the people, I, as Lennon came in, the people had to buy. I'll be happy because he had his speedos parked. <laughs> yes, yes. That was that's an image none of us needed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, um, uh, per- perfect start. Um, just uh, as, as you say, two good goals. It's just a shame that the game was soured by yet more idiotic behaviour from people throwing bottles of um, empty bottles at Scott Sinclair. Just how do you get a bottle back fast out of the football anyway? Because the stewards and police aren't doing their job. Simple as that. Yeah, too busy penning uh, Celtic fans going into the trying to get into the away end and trying to ignore the home fans more. Uh, that's, a, that, that's kind of a common theme around uh, Scottish football grounds that I've noticed is that they tend to focus more on making sure the away fans are controlled yeah. the, the home fans can just kind of turn up and nobody ever bothers about them unless it's something like the Green Brigade or something like that they tend to get a bit more um, focus <laughs> focus <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like hi, hi Scotland yeah. hi Scotland that's <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I, I just um, you know just to get this um, plug in quickly. Um, I've, I did a plug this evening, uh, Monday, um, just talking about the whole unsafe evidence what happened. Um, you know, the possibility of bringing in strike liability we, we talked about last week. What is it going to take for our clubs and the SFA and SPFL to start acting hard? Um, because whilst things are going on just now the way they are, it's there's not going to be any change. Is, someone going, is it going to take someone someone's head getting split open by one of these bottles or by the, these coins um, is it, and are we then going to have the image of um, having the stands um, having a big perplex in front of it or netting what is it going to take well, we've already seen that the, the linesman at Livingston months ago now mm-hmm. had to get treatment for the after being hit in the head with a coin so we've already seen blood drawn mm-hmm. um, well the Hugh Dallas one as well yeah, I mean that, that, that's twenty years ago, but it, it kind of it obviously died away before then. There just seems to be this sudden spike of yeah. uh, stuff People being chucked. Be um, I'm like, if the bottle are connected with Scott Sinclair, I don't to think how bad that could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the other thing is as well is this week, and you see all the time as well was the water battery or their fans that there, their fans that that any of these incidents is shocking. No matter who mm-hmm. you support, yeah. and we'll criticise your own club or any other club for that matter as well. Um, it's when folks start saying, oh, I bet they did that. Mm-hmm. That's the matter. Yeah. It's all bad. I still say that fans um, should take the moral high ground with that. But instead of saying, what about this, what about that, what about her? Um, why don't we just say, well, we've got a problem. Let's stamp it out. And if other teams still have a problem, then it, we look all the better. So you know, but yeah. um, a lot of fans are just too thick to do things like that. But a po- another point that I made on it is that uh, UEFA have a form- some messages, John. Yeah, <laughs> UEFA have a um, strict liability because uh, they've also punished Celtic from the um, game against Linfield. Um, the Green Brigade section was shut off um, for the next round against Rosenberg. Uh, Feyenoord have played in front of empty stadiums. Inter Milan played in front of empty stadium against Rangers for various incidents involving um, racism and 
throwing the missiles, etc. Maybe UEFA should um, force the strict liability on Scottish football. Maybe, but then well, you can, can look at the list. You can look at the list of uh, incidents in UEFA, and it doesn't really stop anything. They just get punished for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't actually know how effective strict liability is, um, but certainly it could be a deterrent. Um, what, I, what I do object to though is the politicians that are starting to get more and more involved in it because yeah. they're, they're doing what they usually do and focusing on the fact that there's, there's a problem in football and they're focusing on they're, not, they're barely even focusing on the stuff being chucked they're focusing on the singing they're back to this again they're, they're, it's, they're, there's pot shots getting thrown about in parliament at the moment with the whole oh you shouldn't uh, repeal the offensive behaviour act it's like, well, I don't think the problem with the bottle being chucked at Scott Sinclair was a taste of being offensive Mm-hmm. I don't want particularly buck fast that's me um, yeah. but I, I, I don't really care about offensive behaviour to be honest it's what, stuff being chucked that could actually injure you mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think we're I think we, we carry excuse as Sirin but I suppose as Sirin in effect yeah. can't physically hurt someone whereas ah, these things that, that to me is the difference it's like, sing a song yeah, who cares get well, well, I, 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 at the same token at the same token, if we're going to talk about really? this, if you did it in the street, just on an incident where you're not at the football, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get punished. Probably. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that this is one of the things that the, the police and the stewards are very uh, reluctant to get involved because, one, it's not worth the hassle. Two, they're not paid enough. And three, it's a group mentality. If, if everybody's singing it, how do you arrest everybody? Yeah, the thing is, well, I think we've seen incidents before where by stewards and police have tried to interfere and then stewards have got a doing. Yeah. It's just a minimum wage. Um, and fans aren't going to self-police because, you know, they they get a um, backlash off uh, pe- people around them saying, oh, you're a snitch, you're a Lee Wallace, all the rest of it. So, you know, it's probably going to take something as drastic as closing sections of the stand, um, innocent people not being able to go to football matches, for people to start turning around and say, going to stop throwing coins at people um, just stop being racist yeah. towards people just behave like an adult by all means um, have banter at football but um, none of this uh, you know having the minority ruin it for the majority just behave yeah. like an adult I mean another thing that gets in work well, is people saying um, yeah these adults be, um, behaving like spoiled children well um, I've got a four year old who um the worst thing he does when he's been petulant is um, his stamp his, his foot. He doesn't throw like his um, Toy Story <laughs> toys or anything at me if, if he's been naughty. I mean, there's no way he would throw his Toy Story toys off. See this? No, they're close. He loves his Toy Story toys. Yeah. You must be lucky then. I get toys thrown at me. <laughs> but that's, that's more my daughter than my son. But it's another, uh, another conversation for another day. Um, but what they used to as well earlier, and they were trying to touch on the fact that English football, they have all these cameras and all that focusing on the crowd, but and that's eliminated problems. It's no eliminated problems at all. English football's had issues as well. Mm-hmm. You wonder why. I just folk try and make up stuff to suit their agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to put things into perspective, you know, we're, we're nowhere near the age that we had in the, the 80s, um, like the 1980 Cup final and what happened at Hillsborough and um, all the rest of it. I mean, it is a much better environment, but it's just these little incidents are creeping up and it's just ruining things for everyone else. It's giving clubs a bad name, um, yeah. you know. And the other thing, I think the Dundee United's owner was saying we should be bringing, um, looking it up, lifting the alcohol ban 
um, which has been yeah. placed since the 1980 Cup You're final. This is proof not that we're that not record. ready. Yeah. Yep. Not a chance. Yeah, I don't uh, but, know what happened. Yeah, we uh, brought this up again, guys. Football, though, um, <laughs> yeah, please. Because we, we talked about this a lot last week, we'll talk about it again this week, and I know it's important we need to talk about it, but... <laughs> I'd rather not talk about it, Chris, to be I know, honest. Um, but I, the, the, you, we mentioned um, sorry, partial stand closure. To be honest, if we'd done it this weekend, I'm not sure it would have caused much trouble. Um, the, I think one of the issues with the fact that four quarterfinals have all been on t- telly has been the attendances, because every single one of the four stadiums has massive spaces in it. It just seats, which has been very disappointing to see. Yeah, um, it was, I think that's why it comes down to the, start the technology of the TV as well, because yeah. if it's not in the season book, that's an extra maybe say twenty-five quid a ticket. And I know people say, "Oh, it's your team in a quarter-final, this, that, and the other," but it's not just about your ticket; it's about other stuff as well, travel, yeah. food, and everything else that goes around the football. Maybe if you're having a few drinks and all that, it's an expensive day out. So fans more and more and more so, I think now. Uh, have to pick and choose our games. Yeah, uh, but having said that, the, the fact they were on, they were all four on telly and all four had gaps. How uh, was playing Celtic? That's a pretty big game. Aberdeen playing Rangers, pretty big game. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the replay because that's a week tomorrow, Tuesday, 12th. Um, and it's a Champions League night, so it won't be on the telly. So it'll be interesting to see what the attendance is like then. I think the the Hearts, Hearts Thistle replay is going to be the same. It'll be a, I think it's a week on Tuesday. So, again, won't be in the telly. So it'll be interesting to see how full time cast was. Yeah, I think just, we've seen one of the cup football as well that could have just. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't doubt there is. There's never that same sort of sell as there is in league games, but um, two cup replays could go all the way to penalties if, depending on how uh, the game pans out. I don't know. But, uh, the pricing might be the thing. If they, if they were the sensible price, then you would maybe hope so, but I don't see Rangers and uh, Hearts cutting the price on it. I don't think Rangers would... What's that? I certainly don't think Rangers would, given it was £27 at Petardry yesterday, and, or Sunday, should I say, and when they played Kilmarnock, I think their charge was about 26 27 for the replay. Um, and it's not until it'll probably be the delayed transmission by um, Premier Sports at 1 minute past 10. <laughs> yeah, like the last round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate to go back to trouble at the football, but there was another match on the TV over the weekend on well Friday, the Morton Falkirk game. Yes. Uh, and I, my mate was at it, and there was a fair bit of trouble after the game as well, a bit of scrapping after outside. Um, so again, it's it's not just happening in the, the top league or anything like that. That's yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a problem throughout football at the moment. And it's a, it's a, I think, it's, to me, it's a problem throughout society. People just seem to be a lot angrier these days again. Um, and, and easily provoked. And Football's one of the main outlets, unfortunately. So that's one, one of the places it's noticed most. Um, I don't know if Brexit's getting to do it, to be honest. Uh, it just that seems like that kind of attitude. Everybody's, everybody's a lot angrier, which is yeah. a sad thing to see. <sighs> Should we go back to talking about football then? I watched the game, the Martin Falkirk game. It was pretty decent. I don't know if either of you guys did. It was the first I, pro, first I, was, playing, I was playing football. I, I had more than Friday night football. Not a lot in football. First one in BBC Scotland. Ah, the BBC Scotland channel has been alright so far. Um, Hi, I think it's been good as well. I've, I've, the, tonight's game, the, the Thistle Hearts game, was the first 
game I've been able to sit and watch start to finish. Um, I don't know if Stephen Thompson would be the presenter. I don't think it works. Uh, decent pundit, but presenting it, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah, um, but the coverage was decent, um, and and overall that channel has been fairly good. I mean, I watched a couple of things last night. I kind of watched um, the Central Station documentary, uh, which was actually pretty good. Um, fancy doing the tour it actually seems really interesting um, and then I watched um, what effectively was like goggle box for the news but Scottish and it was Bre- quite an interesting breaking news story. yeah that's aye. Aye. from aye. radio no, on no, the no, TV no, no, no. There's, there's breaking news followed it which looked like shit mock the week alright okay. there's something about Des Clark I cannot stand it's, I think it's because I've seen him when I was at uni and he was terrible <laughs> then and they kept going on about there was another comedian called Des Clark that spelt his name without an E or something like that, and he was rotten. I was like, I bet he's a lot funnier than you, mate. But like, that's just another thing. <laughs> oh yeah, BBC Scotland. So yeah, I mean, it's been it's been fairly decent so far. Um, I'm, they're, they're certainly going to be showing um, more championship games as things go on. I think there's another one this midweek. It's yeah. Friday, oh, Friday Falkirk. Yeah. Uh, so that should be another interesting game. So. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like a uh, Falkirk TV. It is, I. The championship fan. But I suppose we, I know it's a. Did we, either of you watch the View from a Terrace TV then? I started <laughs> watching it. I wasn't impressed, to be honest. But then um, they do the podcast and no harm with them, but <laughs> not a fan. Who, who in their right mind wants to do a Scottish football po- uh, podcast? What kind of people do that? Yeah. Who would want it? Who would want uh-huh. to be on TV as well doing it? Yeah. You know what? I quite like I it. Fair, no, good luck to fans, because obviously yeah. uh, we do similar. We'll do a podcast. The th- so the I enjoyed th- parts of it. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. I, I never seen it myself, but credit to them for getting this gig. Yeah. Um, exactly. The Bobbers podcast, but it's moved them onto the BBC Scotland channel. Um, apparently, if you market your podcast properly, you can go into bigger and better things. But having said that, this podcast itself lets you go into bigger and better things. Just ask um, the Hearts TV commentator. <laughs> yeah, well, some of the guys that do that view from a terrace are right for the Scotsman, so they're a wee bit in the Aye. media already. We just need to get um, a decent sports writer to come on and help us. It. Well, uh, well, you say that. We had uh, Andy on, who's obviously writes for the P&J. Prison Journal, mm-hmm. and over the weekend I kind of tweeted him to see if he'd be interested in going back on, so I think he's up for it. So He was too busy to do the rugby last week? Uh, well, he covers, he covers all sports. Uh, he's, in the past he's done golf, he's done, I think he's done some of the kind of Highland sport, what's the kind of Shinty, he, he's done all sorts. He's won an award recently as well. well good for him. For his journalism, so It'll be a bit of a coup if we can get him back on. I thought we'd maybe mixing with the mixing with the big bugs, but he's he says he's up for coming back on. Laurie though, he he he's too busy. <laughs> too busy. He's too busy mixing with Jimmy Sanderson and all that and Craig Offie didn't give him my tactics and all that. I told it. So Yeah. Uh, it's your fault of talking out to the cop, isn't it? Yes, I know, I know, right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Right, so we better talk about the other Scottish Cup games because we've only really talked about the Celtic games so far. Aye, we'll just um, get by last midweek. There was no other league action. Right, Nobody yeah. played. Um, Never happened. No, 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 no. Right, no. Goal of the season happened. 
Well, <laughs> aye, it was decent. I don't know if it was goal of the season, quite, but aye, it's, it's up there. Come yeah. on, it's, 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 what was it Rob McLean described it as? Marco Van Basten. Not quite, it, not quite. It's yeah, very reminiscent of it. I can understand the the, the link, but aye, yeah, it's not yeah. quite the same thing. It's not as if he did it in the final of the European Championships. He just did it at Pedro. Um, well, he's got a good yeah. Sunday in terms of having a good eye for the ball. Oakley. <laughs> Jeez, oh. That's as bad as our performance <laughs> in that game. Aye, aye, yeah. I could just skip by it. Yeah, yeah, correct. To Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a terrific victory. Thumping against Rangers. It's um, it's, it's funny because uh, obviously that was an unexpected win for Hamilton, um, and then we had St Mirren getting a, an unexpected win at the weekend there against Livingston as well. Uh, uh, I predicted St Mirren would win. Five points from the last three games is pretty good turnout. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'll hold my hands up. It's starting to look more and more like uh, John might be right, and it might be St Mirren that survive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it might be St Mirren that survive out of St Mirren and Dundee. Um, because Dundee still can't defend whatsoever uh, okay. and the games I've watched them recently they've been rotten at the back and then they were rotten at the back against Rangers as well um, so um, okay Hibs and Dundee Rangers isn't exactly the, the the easiest of opponents to play but neither are Aberdeen and Hamilton beat them so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it certainly put us into the the game in, uh, yesterday on pretty poor home form one win in yeah. seven games which included uh, Stesmuir it's ridiculous the difference between your home and away form at the moment. I know, last seven away wins in a row, although that's going to be tested the weekend, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, you know, only winning one out of seven. Um, it should have been two out of eight um, in the game on Sunday. Um, I thought first half we certainly dominated. It was a definite penalty. Um, the, was, and so much so that even the Rangers players didn't complain. Um, it, we lost Mackay Stephen, which was a blow, but I thought we were still still the better team. Rangers had a good start in the second half and probably for about 10, maybe 15 minutes they started to edge it a little but then we get back in the game and Andy Conestine misses two absolute guilt-edged chances. The first one is weird because he scores from a similar position against Queen of the South in the last round and this time misses the ball completely and the <laughs> second one he's a little unlucky it hits it straight the goalkeeper either side that he scores but mm-hmm. he still should be scoring. He's six yards out Um and he should do better, but it's probably unfortunately it's fallen to him rather than a prolific cycle at um, Sam Ballins or Kozgov. I yeah, think sure. he's a prolific defender, mind you. <laughs> no, he can't defend. In terms of scoring goals. Should say, though, at the other end, Considine was fantastic at the back. <laughs> I thought defensively yeah, was brilliant. I thought so, yeah. I thought him and McKenna both helped um, Morelos very well. Um, what happened at the goal, though? Sam Crosgrove oh. ran into Lewis Ferguson as um, Warrell was peeling right. away. And just just so um, sums up our luck that it happened to be Joe Warrell, who we've been slating, um, that scored it. Um, but um, a lot of players worse than him, like Philip Sebo, for example, scored against Aberdeen and John Stewart, obviously. So, oh, I was um, at that game when Sebo scored. Fuck's sake. Oh, there's an F-bomb. Yeah. Uh, F-bomb. Aye. <laughs> The corner, the corner's a disappointing one to give away. Yeah. Just Greg Stewart, get up the line or something like that. Don't mm-hmm. start dilly-dallying about it there. And that's a thing that frustrated me last season when Stewart was with us. At times, I think he overplays then, and in the corners, no more time to overplay the ball. However, you still need to defend the corner, and we don't need to defend it. Interesting thing, though, from the corner, I thought that we had a man in the front post, didn't have a man, a man in the back post. 
later on when we have the chance for McKe- uh, Considine and then McKenna, Rangers had a bar on the back post and not the front post. Yeah, I don't know why we don't have a man at the back post there, because if, if that's the case, then the ball gets cleared and it's still 1-0. Um, but, you know, we had chances. I thought um, I thought we were the better team over the 90 minutes, and it's so frustrating. My worry is that we've not... Um, my worry is that we've possibly had an opportunity. However, we have won in Glasgow against Rangers twice this season, won the League Cup and won in the League. So we are capable. Um, yep. But speaking about Stuart there, um, I've ran Moan, Paul and Moan Twitter asking fellow Aberdeen fans um, who should be starting the next game out of Maid Stuart. And 83% are saying May. (laughs) May 83. Um, (laughs) um, Because for Stuart, it's just not... Something's not clicking. Um, No, I don't don't get it with Stuart at all because this is the second spell at Aberdeen and it's going exactly the same way as his first spell went. And yet he was brilliant when he was at Dundee and he was brilliant with Kamara earlier this season. There's something that just doesn't work with Stuart at Aberdeen. And I'm not sure whether it's McInnes isn't using them right or there's something mental. I think we play slightly different to what Kamarik do and play what Dundee did at the time as well. The, the problem, and we've touched on it since Stuart signed, I don't think May should have been dropped. We were in a great bit of form. Cosgrove and May were developing a nice partnership. May was actually starting to get some goals as well. They uh, were all penalties, maybe, to be fair. But... Well, aye, but still... But he was still confident. If you scored goals at Bush, your confidence. Now, the partnership yeah, was working well. December, you have a great month. Stuart comes in, May's dropped, and sometimes May's not even getting off the bench. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to build up Stephen May's confidence, his confidence must be shot to pieces again just now. Yeah. In terms of nobody involved, I I like May. Um, I know people will say maybe in terms he doesn't score enough goals, but he, he brings a bit sort of Cosgrove, I think. And Am I right? as well. I think so. Am I right? He's saying Cosgrove suspended for the replay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's his second boot in the competition. He got booked yeah. against Queen's South as well. So. Yeah, it's a blowing be wouldn't I said that um, three months ago, which just shows how much Sam Cosgrove's improved. So it'll be interesting to see. I would imagine May would definitely start this weather, um, or will it be Wilson? Um, because I don't imagine Greg Stewart will get dropped. Um, it's just a matter of who goes up front, Wilson or May. And I don't think a combination of Wilson, of any of the three, will work, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, or he might, might go Stewart up front on his own. <laughs> you know, no, he might no. do a curveball. I wouldn't have definitely thought not. so. He's too, light. He's too lightweight. Yeah. I just think it, the way that we play as well, we, we do base ourselves on being a physical team where we bit like an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Um, and yesterday, I think the game just passed Stuart by. When you see the lineup, you're thinking, oh, is, is Stuart playing the number 10 role? Where's Stuart playing? You know that Rangers are going to play the three across the midfield with Kamara, Jack, and Arfield because they've been in good form. My worry before the start of the game is we were going to get out for in midfield. We actually never. Um, but that was down to the fact that McLaren actually played almost as a as a, as a third midfielder, due to him being probably a bit more physical and um, ability to get stuck in a bit more. Mm-hmm. So it worked well. Aberdeen tactics were spot on, dominated possession, yeah. had the better chances, and yeah, Rangers were limited to, I would say, half. half I was going to say half shots, but they were all a lot of them were out wide. However, they... uh, mm-hmm. the likes of Don Ball, Mats Low, McKenna, Considine put in some absolutely terrific box. The the one just before half time by Don Ball. Yeah. Um the trigger about to get pulled and he comes across and manages to to save us. That was a worry. Some people were saying Don Ball at right back against Kent. I thought Don Ball played fantastically. Yeah. Um I think Lowe as well was kinda of decent. I think the whole team 
Mm-hmm. Apart from yeah, Stuart, I think just. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think. Buy. I think two things also went for you in this game. I think one, Morelos took himself out of it with that stupid dive that got him a booking, mm-hmm. and then he was never exactly really in it after that. Although mm-hmm. arguably should have been sent off for his challenge in Shinny. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I think Rangers' decision making at times was really poor. They, there was a yeah. number of times they were breaking up the park and they played a pass that was just offside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a. I was just going to say there was a couple of times that um, they broke well from corners, but as you say, the decision making wasn't great. Like, there was one where Kent ran into. Um, I think it might have been Ball on that occasion um, and the other one where um, they just don't hold the run and um, they end up being offside but, um, That was only yeah. a bad pitch <laughs> Yeah Yeah But there was another in Savory instant after the game you saw Rangers fans throwing chairs in the Aberdeen end it's just not on but I'll move I'll just move quickly on that Well I've um, seen the uh, Chris Harvey mentioned that there was 45 seats, no, something like 40 odd seats damaged. Mm-hmm. Now we did have obviously build Rangers for them. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the seats from the end damaged yeah. and replaced that cost of £45 each. I did see talk as well, there was objects thrown from the, the home end as well. I haven't seen it, and that's yeah. not been biased, I've just not seen it, not seen any videos, but I oh, see yeah. obviously more Aberdeen videos than I see Rangers videos. Well, apparently, um, apparently it was. Uh, all the seats that were ripped up were from uh, the away end, but that's not to say that when those seats did get thrown over, the Aberdeen fans didn't throw back. Yeah. If that's the case, that's not on either. So yeah, as you rightly say, we should balance these things out in case people think it's anti this team, anti that team. We've got to criticise our own if that's the case. But personally, I've not seen any um, videos of Aberdeen fans throwing these things. But if there is, I will happen. You know, I'll call it out like I did in the blog when I mentioned the Aberdeen fans shouting racist abuse at Scott Sinclair yeah. when he yeah. took the penalty. So team players, but team players at football since the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dear>. <laughs> so checking seven. Shows us not much between the two teams again. It shows us not much between the two. There's and no yeah. game this season's shown that. Yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been close and just I think I, ironically the one game that hasn't been really close was the first one the one Stephen Gerrard was the one that said it was the Rangers were different class. Um, it's the almost like that above, comment has yeah. riled them yeah. because every other game has been fairly even. Yeah, there's um, not been much. In this it. one, if anything, Aberdeen are probably the better team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think that when you look at the three games at Pittodrie, that's the one that we've played best in because um, obviously. Rangers were the better team in the the four two game, certainly the first half, and we didn't get going until after um, both sides went to ten men. The game at um, Petardre in the first day of the season, there's no doubt Rangers were the better team that day. It didn't deserve the class above comment, um, but the two games in Glasgow, um, fairly even to win it, uh, the semi final. was always going to take some of like a set piece to win it, and then the game at Ibrox, I think Aberdeen did just enough to deserve their win on that night. Um, after getting the early goal, they defended well. Joe Lewis didn't have a lot to do that night. But the replay should be very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But but this is another thing that, uh, with UEFA. Um, they, you know, they won't tell Scottish people how to um, clamp down and edits, etc. But they will tell us, um, you can't show your replay so you can watch yeah. Man City versus Schalke. Aye. Aye, so... Uh, that goes to replay. The only, so the only other team that's in the semi-final right now is Inverness. Yep. Um, that was a 
I don't know if it was a late winner. Um, I think they probably deserved it. I was probably surprised. You know, Golden uh, drama. Mm-hmm. Aye. It was... Um, uh, we got the helicopter. The helicopter. Yeah, I'm doing it now. The aeroplane <laughs> celebration from uh, John Robertson as well. Um, very little made of that, fun enough. Maybe it's just Neil Lennon. He's like, criticised for that. Robert, Robertson did joke. <laughs> he'll, he'll get, get, he'll get like a three-match match band. He's the most he's run in 20 years. Aye, I was like, that commentary was brilliant. <laughs> I actually yeah. think Billy Dodge has been pretty good as a pundit covering the games. He's getting, yeah, I don't mind Billy Dodge as a commentator. Yeah. yeah. He's got well, he's got good knowledge of the, the championship as well. So I think yeah. he comes across Aye, pretty well actually. Aye. But uh, the the probably the weirdest part of this was the Dundee United penalty. Mm-hmm. Because it looked to me like it was a stumble and then he got back to his feet and then kinda clattered into the defender and then the defender brought him down with his arm. Um, I, I, if I was Dundee United, I wouldn't be too happy about that one. To be honest, um, technically, probably was a penalty though. D- why would Dundee United not have been happy being given? Sorry, a penalty? Sorry, Inverness <laughs> happy about it. Yeah. Dundee United obviously would be happy about it, but it was, it was just a weird, weird way to consider a penalty. That was yeah. another. We, we've been running that many again. A loads of polls, and was it eighty nine percent of the vote thought that Dundee United would go through? Well, to be fair, Dundee yeah. had beat them comfortably in midweek, um, although Inverness addressed Doran and maybe one or two others. Um, and, but it just shows in cup football, um, form boot goes completely out the window and Cali Thistle have got that determination about them. It saw them through. And from what I've seen, the highlights and um, obviously read the stats, they thoroughly deserved their place in the semi-final. They were the hungry oh, team. Oh, definitely. Aye, they did. I watched a fair bit of it yesterday. I might say not fall asleep, unlike the, the game tonight. But yeah, <laughs> Inverness. When they go rolled off for offside, they hit the bar as well. Um, seemed to play back in a bit of freedom as well. I've not seen them in the. I've not seen any kind of games in Championship uh, this season from. I don't think. But I, I, just, I was really impressed by them actually. I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to say again. Maybe flattening to deceive. There's been all this talk about Wilson um, coming in and. Results improving, which they have, to be fair. Um, but you know, with Robbie Nielsen's teams, they're not they're going to uh, break you down with attacking flair and be that skillful. It's going to be very compact, tight, and probably hope to nick 1 0 wins. So, aye. I, I did like on Friday, though, in terms of the Martin Falkirk game, the, that new chairman talking. He spoke quite well, actually. Mm-hmm. Quite funny as well, they were asking about Scottish uh, phrases. I'm away to get the messages, and he was trying to figure out what, what it was. And he said, "Oh, is it check your emails?" So he did. He came across well. Um, in terms of sometimes you see maybe down south, for example, foreign owners coming in, and you never even hear from them. He, he seems to be very keen on focusing on what they've done in the past, but also as well, he said you need to create your own history, as opposed Correct. to focusing on, focusing on what we did in the eighties. Um, so yeah, I think there will be a good times at Dundee United. Uh, I still wouldn't rule them out. Uh, automatic promotion, but I do think Ross County will. Five points behind my game in, in Ross County. I've got a game in hand. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. And Ross County have got a plus twelve. We've got one goal difference. Dundee have Dundee United have four. Um, uh, Robin Nielsen came out after the game after this defeat. Basically, said they wanted to win the, the championship. I think he's he's aiming high. I mean, credit to him for that. But I think that might be beyond them this season. Yeah, I think they need to win all ten games. Um, I would imagine so. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, and I, I don't see Ross County dropping enough. I think Ross County will go and be stronger. And they also got a wee rest at the weekend. Um, I know they've got the Challenge Cup final at the end of the month and games to make up, but they'll benefit from that rest as well. 
Oh, I've just thought of another bone that I like to have tonight in the podcast, and it's a shame Aldo's not on. Um, <laughs> the whole situation with the Kabarik Motherwell game, obviously. Yes. Yes, yeah, see, um, Aldo um, had his own opinions on it. Um, but, yeah. What was your moan about it, John? Sorry. Well, the moan about it is the fact that Kabarik have booked a trip away mm-hmm. because they thought they're obviously not playing, and then it all gets going to change, but then. Was it Aldo said that Motherwell wanted the game played Saturday, I think? I think it was a combination of Motherwell wanting the game played and the SPFL insisting because uh, I think Kilmarnock have a game a week in Monday, um, which means they couldn't play the game that midweek. And then there's another midweek card um, at some point we see now in the split. And apparently and there's international um, weeks coming up as well at the end of March. So to be a combination of all that, there was this was the only time they could have played that game. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically what it came down to. Because I think had Kilmarnock not had the Monday night game, had their game with St. Man been at the weekend, then they would have scheduled it in for the midweek of that week. But you can't obviously ask Kilmarnock to play on a Monday, then a Wednesday, um, or on the Thursday, ask Mother to reschedule their Saturday game for the Sunday, etc. So I think that's what it came down to. It's still rotten on Kilmarnock that the trip that they've booked has had to be cut short and they don't get recompensed for it. So I, I I can't really talk about the game tonight, but what are you guys? Um, so I think you see parts of it. You you probably did the best it? thing to be honest, because um, to me it was right. Part of this was rotten in the first half. Hearts were all over them. Um, good header by Berra for the opening goal. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, I mean, Ike looked really good. What's his name? Ike Piazza. Ike Piazza. Aye, I can learn at some point. Um. But he looked, he looked fairly decent. Um, and there was one move where he managed to dink the ball over two separate defenders and then cracked a shot that was just wide. Um, if that had gone in, that might have been going the season. But um, that just Hearts never really looked too convincing to getting that second goal. And when Thistle kind of came into that wee bit more in the second half, again, they never looked as if they had too much belief. Uh, and it still looked like Hearts were going to see this game out. 1-0 would not have surprised anybody. And then out of almost nothing, there was a thistle attack that ended up with a ball in it. It was... Uh, it was hard to describe where that came from because it never really looked like it was ever going to come. And then there was, like, they had like, a couple of corners just after that and it was almost became thistle without a chance of winning it. But then it faded away again. Um, and after that, it looked like it was just going to be one each because Hearts never really looked like they were going to get back into the, the lead again. Um, so I don't think Hearts will be too worried about it I think they'll still get through the tie when they get to Tynecastle but they could have done with the game um, and I, I, I just I think Thistle will be the happier of the two given how they played but even Thistle might be looking at us going if we played a little better in the first half or if we just had a few more uh, created a few more changes in the second half maybe we could have won this and shocked everybody yeah. Tell you what, though, from Patrick Tizzer's point of view, when you see the draw and you see that it could be, if they get through it, it's an old championship semi. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they've, they've, I mean, Hearts will be rubbing their hands at that one, because from Hearts' perspective, mm-hmm. beat a championship team at home, go to Hamden, play another championship team. So, yeah. uh, they've got a great chance of getting to the final now. Yeah, that's it's right. not even a surprise anymore championship teams getting to the semi-finals. I think some people try and say, oh, it's a shock, it's a shock. 
happened a fair bit recently. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, the, the, two, the 2016 final was a all championship affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Falkirk had reached the final the year before. Um, yep. we've had Against the Leicester. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hibs, the Scottish Cup holders, were my um, championship side when they went mm-hmm. in the semi final in uh, 2017 before we ended that for them. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a common it's a common thing these days and uh, but yeah it, so it wouldn't be a, a big surprise it would be a massive surprise if Party Thistle um, overcame Hearts at Ten Castle mind you it's going to be a tough yeah. ask but then you just you just never know it just depends what Hearts turns up and if Hearts have Stephen A. Smith back as well because that seems to be um, everything for them if he's not in the team it doesn't click um, as well because yeah. other players aren't stepping up but they shouldn't be wholly dependent on one player with the squad they've got a special going to Partick um, but the other permutations are if it's a Hearts and Vernet semi-final it's John Robertson up against his former club and um, a rematch of the two of them playing each other from the League Cup because obviously that was set up by the SPFL for Hearts to be mathematically have a chance of qualifying for the next round yes. <laughs> so Inverness will be wanting revenge for that I'd imagine yeah, that would be nice. I, I, I would guess now that the Celtic versus Aberdeen Rangers will be the Sunday. Yeah, that will be oh, the the choice one, which means only Premier Sports will have that, and BBC and Premier Sports will have um, the other semi final. Um, I just had the feeling that was going to be it because obviously the last few years you've had Celtic versus Rangers in semi-finals for the last mm-hmm. uh, three seasons so with Rangers still being out there was always that opportunity um, but from an Aberdeen point of view obviously we've got a very tough ass to go into Ibrox to win I would rather have Celtic in the semi-final than in the final um, because Neil Lennon has a dodgy record in semi-finals <laughs> from his um, Celtic manager except, as well. except against Aberdeen yeah that's true <laughs> yeah but that was Aberdeen oh, Craig Brown <laughs> I am the same. I would rather if we get through that it was a semi and not the final. And yeah. maybe, for my point of view, maybe a wee repeat of the, the 1986 Scottish Cup final, Aberdeen v Hearts. <laughs> that would be nice. I'd prefer a repeat or, of, um, or 2014 yeah. Cup. <laughs> but let's be perfectly honest, Celtic are going to be huge favourites whoever they play. Um, they're the team to, to beat. And... But I'd rather, I'd rather get get them now then have another final defeat off them well I mean this breaks the pattern doesn't it because uh, two seasons ago both finals were Celtic Aberdeen last season it was both finals were Celtic at Motherwell this season we've already had a Celtic Aberdeen final we're not getting it this year so yeah. um, that must have been a Brendan Rodgers pattern yeah. that went with him yeah. <laughs> aye the happiest man at all this draw is Craig Levine by far Absolutely. because if they get past party you know they then get Cala Thistle no disrespect to Cala Thistle but um, Hearts will be heavy favourites getting into that should they come through but then Hearts did lose their last semi-final against Inverness in 2014 <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Or Party Thistle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get I, I Party Thistle technically. <laughs> the, the, that side of the draw is definitely happier. Yeah, um, but yeah, Rangers, would... Celtic and Aberdeen are all going off. Oh. Aye, pretty much. Going <laughs> yeah. about to drop the F word. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
um, for Partick, um, they probably could have done the replay, to be honest, because they've also got to try and survive in the championship. But they got a bit of a boost at the weekend because Queen of South are on a horrendous run of form, despite having. Whoops. What was that? Someone got a Morse code message there. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Queen of South lost for, I think, the sixth time in a row. So despite the fact they've got the top score in Scotland, they're in big danger of um, now being dragged in because they're five clear of Thistle and four clear of Falkirk and Allah haven't played a game more. Yep, so they could get... They are they are clearly the worst team in that league at the moment in form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... It's amazing though, they've got a lot of goals that don't score, but they're doing too badly. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the only one that's scoring for them now. Um, but yeah, you're right, Thistle will be... We could have done with a replay, so they'll be hoping to... To somehow claw that back in the ten games that are remaining. But the other end, it just shows with Dunfermline. We were talking about them being dragged into it a few weeks ago. Four wins in a row. They're now in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, it's... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was chatting to this with my mate, the Morton fan, and we were trying to figure out what was the the highest points total a team had been relegated with or ended up in the playoffs, but because it's Morton and 34 points. Now he says, we're, we're getting relegated. I said, oh, you'll be fine. There's enough teams below you. I think our team got relegated once he's on thirty nine points. Try to see if I've got if I go back and read I, I checked over the last few seasons anyway. I'm just trying to figure it out. Um but I'm pretty sure it was thirty nine points our team got relegated on. Nice. Yeah, well that I mean they're nine clear of this one now, so um I Clyde get relegated thirty nine points in two thousand and nine ten season. Jeez oh. Um, just while we're, while we're on the subject to the, the lower leagues, um, League Two is shaping up quite interesting. Edinburgh City lost to Clyde at the well, weekend. Yeah. Um, Clyde have gone above them. Yeah, Clyde have above them. Peterhead now four points clear of Clyde. Um, and Aaron Athletic are still bringing in the wins as well. So uh, I, I still think they're, they're a team to watch. But Clyde are starting to pick up the form as well now. Um, so, yeah. so certainly that's interesting. Um, at the other end, Albion Rovers nearly, nearly, nearly managed to get a win. Yeah. I guess the team immediately above them and blew it to death. Yeah. Aye, some, some sad news about Albion Rovers as well that their goalkeeping coach passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is sad news. Um, and I think we're going to bench as well Eric Caldo, Rangers legend. Yeah. The, I mean, obviously we're at an age where we don't, we've never seen Eric Caldo play because he was also playing in the 50s and 60s, but I remember um, my granda put on a video it was Scotland's uh, greatest victories over England and one of the games that they showed was Scotland beating England in 1963 I think it was um, and Eric Caldo broke his leg after five minutes um, but they had no substitutes in their days Scotland had to play with 10 men and they won two when we had double for Jim Baxter so that's right. as much as I've seen of Eric Caldo to be perfectly oh. honest but he also I came mean, across a good player again I'm, 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 I think he was signed back at, straight from the juniors as well yeah I'm not. I'm not a Rangers fan, obviously. Um, really? But, yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know too much about like their kind of history. But I, I know like um, Rangers were the first Scottish team to play in a European final when they played in the the Cup Winners' Cup in in sixty sixty one. He was the captain then, so he's the first captain of a Scottish team in a European final. Um, so that's uh, obviously what Fiorentina won it. But um, yeah, he's obviously played now. A very good Rangers team. That was the inaugural Cup Winners Cup, if I remember. It right was, yeah. Uh, I think it was the only time it went to a two-leg affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mentioned as well in terms of our generation and the age of all, all of us are. Uh, Keith Front from the Prodigy. I know it's yeah. no football, but 
generational thing. I'm pretty sure we all grew up with a prodigy. I've seen them a few times as well. Sad yeah, news. As soon as I heard the news, I was basically my Spotify playlist has been fat in the land <laughs> for most of the day. Oh, brilliant album! A superb album. I'll tell you a story about that fat of the land. Uh, it's not actually from being at a gig. One time, must have been about 17, 18, we were away a drive, a few of us, and fat of the land had no one come out. So it was still the time you played CDs in your car. I mean, I don't know if other folks still play CDs. A lot of it's like digital and USB CDs? sticks and whatever. I'm not uh, sure I had a car that played CDs. What's that? Tapes. I had one that played tapes. <laughs> I know, that's, one did, that's, 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 that's what's been in the late 90s, and it was whoever it was. I think it was a parent's car. So CDs and all that. So one of the boys has got it, and we're like, right, brilliant. Let's uh, let's get it on. So we'll listen to it and all that type of thing. And we've stopped. I don't know where someone's no that. We're away somewhere back or beyond. Usually, you're young, you go a drive, and you end up wherever. Um, so someone's opened the car and whatever, and then we've got going again. Like, right, yeah, get the music back on, get the music back on. And somehow, I don't know how it's happened, but the CDs ended up back in the box. And then we're like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? We turned out we'd lost the CD. The CD had ended up bloody up, oh, up a hill. What? So, aye. <laughs> a bit of a random one, I don't know, a bit of a tangent, but what a, what an album. And I remember seeing them as well at Teen Apart and all after they brought out Fatherland and hoping that they would have a, a duet with one of the folk that they, they duetted with. Because that's Mills from Cooler Shaker, they had that in their irons on. And they were playing the same year. I thought, oh, he's guaranteed nice. they'll do a duet and they never. But what a band. I remember the first time seeing them. First time I went to Tina Park and actual proper vibrations through the body, like a sensation I've never quite felt at a gig. Mm-hmm. It was just tremendous. So, aye, sad news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, completely the other end of the scale. Um, it's the same day that the, the two of them died. Luke Perry, Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. Um, so so I, I, these are things that we, kind of we grew up with. Not, I, never, I was never a 90210 fan, never watched it really. Um, you, but you still you knew of it. You knew it. Well, no, not really. No? No. I'm not muffling. Oh, is it Tiffany Amber Thiessen? That's not muffling. Yeah. Was she in yeah. 90210? Yes, she, she was. was. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I remember saying by the bell. I, I yeah. remember saying by the bell, that's what I remember. Yeah. Here's where we get up in the, the best chat of the night when it's no football. <laughs> Stop reminiscing. Uh, talk about the 80s and 90s telly. Throw <laughs> <laughs> back to the 90s. Um... <laughs> I noticed that at the, the end of the... last time you won a Scottish Cup final as well, the 90s, so... Uh... Yeah. We were back nice with that. Well, just to try and get back into the football, eh? Yeah, well, if you want to get back into the football sort of at the 90s, well, a cup winner from the 90s, Wraith Rovers, um, they drew two each at the weekend with Shinar, um, which made no difference to them getting back into the title race. Although our bros get pumped 3-0 off uh, Dumbarton, they're still 14 points clear. I'll tell you what, that, see, see as much as our bros have already squished that division... What a result that is for Dumbarton. Yeah. Because they're trying to get away from that relegation zone. That is a great one. Yeah. We did say they would pick up when Duffy get the job. Uh, I mean, it's taken a while. <laughs> it has, taken it has a but I think... Um, they're five points ahead of Breakin. Of and just to get their ideas across at times. So. Yeah. Uh, they're five ahead of Breakin. Breakin have played two games less, so they're still not clear of it yet. But at the other end of the scale... They're only eight points behind these five in the other playoff. Yeah, these five haven't in good form. Yeah, these five have a great form. They have got two games in hand, but 
again, it's, it's got it's, to win them. It would be a surprise if Dumbarton can make that ground up, but certainly mm-hmm. of the teams that are in that kind of position, they've got the best form. Got, the last five games, it's three wins and two draws. Um, but beating our both, it's got to be a massive boost for them. Yeah. Well, both have only lost three games in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just another sign of how good Scottish football is across the board this season. There's nothing really totally decided yet. No. Yeah, exactly. And for oh, great form as well. Um, yeah. Beating these 5 you know, they've went straight into second place now. Yeah. Aye, because you see, I mean, none of these divisions are, this, well, our growth is probably the biggest gap with their 14 point lead. Still yeah. two less than Juventus, which is supposedly <laughs> one of the big leagues. <laughs> yes. Aye, that's where they'll lie. So called big league. And then it was looking like a while back that Bayern weren't going to win the Bundesliga. I think Bayern will win the Bundesliga now. Dortmund have blown their, blown their, their load. <laughs> and I think Bayern are equal in points with them now. Aye, the, the La Liga's done. Uh, the French yeah. League's done. Uh, let's see, Serie A's done as well. English League looks like Liverpool are blown up. Mm-hmm. Except with Dortmund. Uh, the Jurgen Klopp effect, perhaps, the two of them. <laughs> Did you see the interaction with the ball boy? <laughs> oh, I'm not. I don't really watch too much English football. I don't really care. It was funny because I probably got more updates on uh, one English game in particular on Sunday than I've had all season because um, I got to find out exactly how Watford were doing. Um, <laughs> but then, but I've, I've, I've no interest. Rogers away, but I couldn't help but laugh at the the footage at full time. Mm-hmm. When they were shaking hands and uh, mm-hmm. Watford are obviously delighted that they're late winner and then the DJ kicks and we just can't get enough. <laughs> yeah, the, the Watford Celtic supporters club in full floor. <laughs> uh, did you see the Watford um, official Twitter account? Looked at the, mm-hmm. the trending topics it was in uh, Glasgow at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like obviously you had like Morelos because the, the, the cup game was on at the time and then one of them so Watford <laughs> so, uh, hello to our new fans North of the some some uh, football teams in their Twitter accounts are brilliant going back to Germany Bayer Leverkusen yeah. they are one of the kind of best ones I've seen they've got really good banner on it um, mm-hmm. whereas other ones they need to do a lot more work so in, in this day and age I, mean, I don't know about you guys most of my news comes from Twitter Terms of football. Yeah. Uh, the BBC, they're about three days behind. Sky, don't care about Scottish football. And BBC has Aberdeen and Rangers in extra time. Ah, it's still flying. It's still flying just now. It's no 30 minutes extra time. It's like nine days. Is that, the, is that because they're all walking back from Pataudry down to Ibrox in their kit? Yeah. Um, oh. Absolutely uh, mental. Right, so the, 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 there's probably two things that I, I want to bring up from the the, the Highland League, actually. Yeah, I thought um, you were going to do that, aye. Right, so one, there was um, the FIFA president was uh, in Scotland at the weekend. Yeah. Did he go to the Aberdeen game? No, he went to Nairn County playing uh, Coverangers. <laughs> so there's a, a pictures of him at the, the ground. Um, but the, the, for me, that, that was pretty cool um, that he went to such a kind of fifth Sixth year, league, first year. I think he just waited to fit in with the other folk. Ah, maybe. Aye. But to me, that wasn't even the story from the Highland League this this week, because. um, Oh, I know where you're coming. Fort William were winning one nil against (laughs) Wick. 
Fort William, who never beat anybody, were winning, and their game got abandoned because their keeper had mud in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Scottish football. Maybe we it was get great maybe, stories. Maybe it was a job from Spartans. <laughs> 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 oh, that would have been horrendous. Oh, man. Oh, suddenly, suddenly it's a good thing it was just mud. Ah, oh, shit happens. No. Well, we don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bad times. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't know whether you've had any interaction on Facebook because I don't use it. It's National Pie Week, and uh, yes. everyone knows on this podcast we love pies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, um... any, any shape or form. Yeah. Uh, and draw from that your own conclusions. Uh, I had a good pie yesterday. I wasn't at the football, but I did watch it, so I had to go through the ritual of getting a pie. A tremendous steak and haggis pie, which reminds me I'm one of my best, my best ones, which is nice. probably a steak and haggis pie as well at the football, which is brilliant. Fantastic. Could I eat too? Easy. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been four replies. Um, four on replies. The, on the That's something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so... I'll just read them out one by one. So, um, John Flanagan, no Celtic parts anyway, effing brick hard crust and frozen in the middle. Um, Kelly or Ross County, um, both very good steak pies. Um, Kevin McKinney Jr., Kelly pie, come out 100%. Uh, Gary Cameron, yeah, Kelly's were good. Also thought St. Johnson's were good, but that was a number of years ago. Um, oh, I've heard about St. Johnson pies. Remember Craig used to talk about them, steak and yes, cheese or something yeah. like that. <laughs> they were, they're, they're, they're a nice variety of them. And, and one more, Michael O'Donnell, Elgin City does good pies. So shout out to Elgin City. Um, right, they're no my thing, right? but I know plenty of people that absolutely swear by the Brady's at Dunfermline, East End Park. Um, the, 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 plenty of people I know will say they're even better than the Kelly Pie. That's how good they are. So if you're East Kelly End Park, Pie's yeah, changed though. It's not a. I know it's, it's, a, it's a different provider. And it's not as good now. It's definitely yeah. not as good. Yeah. An actual Kelly Pie from Britwell. I. Oh, wait a minute. Comaric pie, as it is mm-hmm. called now, yes. from Brownings, is tremendous. The, mm-hmm. the now Kelly pie at the football is not as good. Mm-hmm. Some of the best pies I've had, though, have been at the juniors. The Forfar the Brady was um, good as well, just when you mentioned Brady's there, Chris. Um, I liked the one at Forfar um, 50 years ago. Um, you know what? You know my favourite thing I ever was at the football? Was a sausage roll I had up uh, Dingwall. Um, mainly because it was free. <laughs> I was on the way. It's better when it's free. <laughs> I, I was on the way out, and they were just they're going to go to waste anyway. So here, oh, brilliant. So yeah. the people at Dingwall, I have a lot of time for them. Yeah, for seeing it. <laughs> I, I've never really seen it so much in the the senior game, and I, maybe I'm I've just not been at the right ground, or whether it's maybe more of a kind of air shot thing. But down in the the juniors, quite a common thing is a uh, pie and peas. No, no, I no. don't have it. It's very popular down Pine peas. Nearly an F form there. <laughs> um, my Hi. dad eats pie and peas, and I've never understood why. Um, no, no, like, no, like peas as in bloody uh, the processed peas. It's like kind of mushy peas type. Aye, but I can understand. It's, I can understand it's quite hard to eat the processed peas when you're. At the game. <laughs> like you'd imagine. Peas, peas all over the place. I like folks <laughs> on peas at players. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like pie beans and chips. Not the football. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not the football, no. Uh, but uh, some of the other food, though, I've seen at the Stovies. I, I, I've, I've never actually had Stovies, but I've seen Stovies at the football. I've seen chili con carne. Oh, 
Jerry, the juniors, the juniors is where you get your half-time food. Celtic Park tried to do a few things like us that like, they, would, they would have like gourmet food. It was always at the other end of the, sta- the stadium for me, unfortunately, because I sat at one end and all oh, this gourmet food was at the other end. But I knew there was the one guys who would sit around me would walk around and get it and come back again. And they were getting yeah. like, it was like specialist fish shoppers and they were getting like, I say gourmet food and they say fish shopper. <laughs> it wasn't really a fish shopper, it was a proper like, wash restaurant fish. <laughs> No, just... Is that the Friday night game? No, this was, this was like Saturday for the o'clock game. Could you imagine someone putting in a chippy at the football? That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'd be oh, happy yeah, I've got a chippy at football. Can I put a Greg's in? Put a Greg's in? Ah, ah, you don't do that. They wouldn't make much money off it. Greg's would cut the money. Um, ah. On the subject of pies and all that type of thing as well. The other thing I asked, but I, don't, I didn't get used to ask it on, uh, on Facebook, I don't know if you did. The weirdest thing you've ever seen ate at the football. Now, I was at the Talbot, the Pollock Talbot game the other week, and I forgot to mention it. I seen two folk at half time, they didn't, um, I dare say, they did not buy us at the ground. They were eating apples. Who eats apples at the football? <laughs> Never ever seen this. Hot food, pies, sausage rolls, stoveys, bars, bars, crisps, apples. Just let everyone down at football. <laughs> I can't think of any weird of you. Yeah. Just to go in the house. We need to go in the search for it. I still, I'm still obsessed with the idea of doing a, a show where you try out all the food at football around the world. But yeah, apples. Aye, that's too far. Yeah. That's just something else you can chuck. No. <laughs> Rotten to the core. See, I held back to telling that bad joke because I had that last week, so it's your turn this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't hold back. There's no point. Yeah. Even if I end up laughing at myself or how bad it is. It's something that, um, that we mentioned briefly in the, the group chat it's part of Save the Banter um, this thing that's been doing the rounds on social media um, apparently when you um, the number one hit when you were 14 is supposed to be life defining so John you said it in the group chat but remind us again what was yours? Well for me mm-hmm. see that then means that folk will know my age if they go and research it but uh, mm-hmm. or roughly it was uh, Would I Lie to You by Charlie Chugs Reddy <laughs> which is a tune by the way that is a tune um, I have to say though in terms of being 14 I wouldn't say that was quite a definitive time for me I would say 16 no. for me mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, yeah the, the time of year I'm born it's always going to be it's predominantly shit songs because it's yeah. near Christmas well if it makes you feel better mine's just a Think Twice by Celine Dion I suddenly don't feel so bad <laughs> Why, because mine, mine was take that never forget <laughs> Yeah, that's certainly applying right now with Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> never, never did I think that Would I Lie to You by Charles and Eddie would be the best out of the lot, but I think I've, I'm the winner. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm without doubt the, the worst of the three. Aye, aye, that's honking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my brother's is um, Cotton Eye Joe. See, there's a tune. Proper cheese. Well, yes, I know. Yeah. Here's another one. 
<laughs> His batteries have run out. Yeah. <laughs> I filthy John turned off. Aye. Aye. You missed your chance when the buzzing noise came in earlier, and I'm talking about the more sport. You just could have been driving writing about that there. <laughs> In terms of what that was, but uh, the other well, one in terms well, of... We're not as sharp thing, as you, John. I know, I'm just... Boom. I believe I had a drink tonight as well, Diet Coke. Um, aye, number one when you are born, and mine is, do you think I'm sexy by Rod Stewart? Nice. You can find that easily enough as well if you... Um, I, think, I think mine's just a, a John Lennon one, because he died a couple months before I was born. I'm pretty sure mine's Green Door by Shaking Stevens. <laughs> Not a classic. See, I don't see. I don't know any Shaking Stevens song apart from the obvious at a certain time of year. Aye. Well, that's yeah. that's another one. <laughs> that's what I remember. About the last 15 minutes, we've no chatted about actual events on the football park, and it's been the yeah. most entertaining part for me. Shouldn't say that, but if you've got to the end, it doesn't matter. If you've got to the end of the podcast, you've missed all the rubbish. This is the good uh, stuff. To, to be fair, the, the the last event we talked about in the park was getting muddy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just an exciting weekend coming up, because we've got Hibs versus Rangers on Friday night. Whoever scheduled that is going to get uh, pilloried for it, I think, unfortunately, given the, the climate at the moment. Um, they've then obviously got the, the big game of the weekend, at Celtic Park the, the top two teams in Scotland playing off against each other in the last few seasons I mean yeah. technically now but, uh, there's a what is it again? <laughs> yeah. it's the vibrator Right, I know we're going back in time here, but to the nineties, etc. But come on, this is awful. Yeah, this is starting to sound like the modems loading. Yeah, it sounds like when you're trying to when you were trying to tune into BBC Scotland to listen to football back in the nineties. Or my old Skype connection when it used to disconnect halfway through. <laughs> that was only last year. Uh, and then at the other end of the table, we've got Dundee hosting Hearts. We've got Motherwell hosting Hamilton. Um, why aren't St. Mary's St. Johnson? St. Mary's playing Monday. Monday? Love it against St. Johnson as well, who are fighting for top sets. Mm-hmm. Aye, that's that came out of the Obviously, Hibs um, sitting top six at the moment, so. Aye. Could be, could be an exciting, another exciting weekend. Kilmarnock and St Myrna's a Monday night TV game. I'd imagine it's BT. It's got that because like, ah, Sky will have um, Monday night Sky? football. It's not B- Sky. No BT. Sky will oh. have their own Monday night football. No, but see what I check uh, on the Sky app. St Myrna v Kilmarnock says it's on Sky Sports Football. Really? Nice. Okay. Well, I don't <laughs> know if it's true. I don't know if it's true whether they've been oh, it, it must be FA Cup weekend. Um, I don't think so. Although well, there's, there's more premiers. No, there's pre- there's Premier League games. Uh, it might be though. No, there's Premier League games. Full card. But there's no uh, there's no Monday night game. But, but then the Champions League. Yeah, is that weekend? It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'll well, be Champions back... League games that week. Mm, yeah. True. Maybe I think. Mm-hmm. It's back this week and next week. Aye, so, I... so that'll be why. Plenty of 
Mm-hmm. Plenty to look forward to it and no midweek games. Not this week anyway. Mm-hmm. So we can uh, not rush through next week's podcast. <laughs> no lower league? Is there not even any lower league stuff? Um, league 1 and League 2 has got some games on Tuesday. Leaking against the Spife and then League 2, Kildon beat Peterhead, Edinburgh Berwick Rangers. So in terms of the top of the table, a couple of interesting ties with Edinburgh and Peterhead both playing. Yeah. Good. Oh, and I wasn't at any football at the weekend, but Talbot won nine brackets. N I N E E bracket one. One. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a game that's finished with nine goals in one team. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I, as you well know. <laughs> I don't got the exact response it was required. <laughs> Didn't even have to think. Right before you'd finished the sentence, I'd probably already my other sponsors was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I wasn't yeah. at that one. I was at one where you beat 7-0 um, in 2002, 2002-2003 when John Hartson got four. Or was it three? I can't remember. That uh, was the day that Russell down. Anderson was man-marking Henrik Larson, so Henrik Larson went and stood out in the wing and left a massive hole for Hartson to play in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I was also at the Hartz game kick. I lost 5-0 over after the, the 9-0 game. How, I, I still don't know how I stayed to the end of that 9-0 game. It was, I think it was just... Yeah, Perverse. I did. I stood there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great day. The Hearts game, I never lasted the full, the full 90 minutes, though that was too much. Because, because... First, first game, well, it wasn't even really, it wasn't even managing them, but it was his first game since he'd been announced, I think, as manager. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. rightly? Yeah, that 5 0 Castle. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was worse. Yeah. Just on the back of the 9 0 when you were just like, oh, it was like, like probably the only feeling I can imagine was like, if you had been fighting Mike Tyson at his prime. Yeah, well, hopefully that will not be a 9-0 this Saturday. Um, but we have lost every game. Every No, so tell a lie. We won last season there. We won last season, <laughs> I forgot about that. We are brilliant in Glasgow these days. Yeah. Just, as long as we don't need to play at Hamden, we're, we're brilliant. Yeah, we won at Hamden against Rangers. It's just Celtic at Hamden. It's a different yep. thing. Yep, we did. Because the, th- the last time we beat Celtic Hamden was 1992. Ian Jess Skull Cup semi-final. I they were talking in, uh, yesterday about the last time Aberdeen hosted Rangers in the Scottish Cup. It was 1992. Unfortunately, Rangers won. But... Yeah. yeah. We've it's not We've not beaten Rangers um, in the Scottish Cup since the 83 Cup final when Ferguson went mental. Um, but put that into context, the only times I can remember since is that 92 game you mentioned. The 93 Scottish Cup final we lost, the 2000 Scottish Cup final, and then obviously um, the game at the weekend. So hopefully Let's that hope it's a different Ferguson that's going mental then. Are we confused? Yes. yes. Going mental, it's going another winner in Glasgow. Yes. That's so lovely. It would be dandy. Mm-hmm. Don't have a bias, but no bias. I don't care as long as Celtic beat the winner of them. <laughs> When's Tom Rogic due back? Um, well, these we'll these, these guys are due back mid-April, so I think he's due back before then. So, aye, that'd be nice. Like 
we're through his know about. <laughs> uh, the Dawn Slayer. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Rogic is a more offensive word than the F word, so we'll bleep that out. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> aye. Alright, well, we're, get, we're getting real offensive now, we should probably wrap this up then. Yes. We should probably wrap up. We did say before this would be a short one, but we've still managed to kind of go into over an we hour. Have 20 minutes. Uh, we'll get it back under an hour some week, um, maybe when there's not so much to talk about. Yes. So... I think that'll be important, we won't be this season. <laughs> no, no way it's gone. Even I, there, was, there, could be, there could be one game on. The maybe we would still find a way to drag it over to an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we managed that when there was no, when the winter break mm-hmm. was on. Yep. <laughs> maybe maybe the the Scotland game when it's only that game we'll try and keep it under an hour. But recovering the lower league action, we probably won't. Anyway, we'll well, end they're it around here. the corner, aren't they? Kazakhstan and San Marino. Yeah. Banana skins waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. As always. We can talk about that in a couple of weeks. Yes. Right, I need my bed. Come on, let's wrap it. Yep. <laughs> that sounded as if we're all going to bed together. <laughs> John, I'm worried I'm about not. you because you were talking about um, you know exactly when Chris is coming. So. <laughs> oh, come on, it's, we need to stop this. <laughs> this is too bad, even for me. Right. <laughs> Let's end it. Hey, thanks for everything for listening. What are you drinking? Right, cheers, bye. Yes. <laughs> oh.